The following is a Thunderbolt West Media production. We're living in a horrible psychological operation with horrible things happening. You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their eyes. It's my opinion that we should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues related to off-grid living. I also seek to educate my listeners about survival and prepping, and I'll talk about anything from government corruption to chemtrails. Also, I feel that our constitutional republic is worth saving so I never miss an opportunity to do my part in helping to save our Republic. I have two main goals for this show. Number one, to help you build your faith in God. And number two, to help each listener become as self-sufficient as possible. This show originates at the Harmony Barn Studios, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show airs on global shortwave stations WBCQ, Monticello, Maine, at frequency 7.490, and also on WRMI, Radio Miami International, on frequency 5850. And you can tune in to Key Radio, 89.3 FM, in Osage Beach, Missouri. And this show is also available on demand on Spreaker, Anchor, Podpoint, Podpage, and Red Circle. My email address is jim at offgridliving.faith and be sure to visit my website, which is offgridliving.faith. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I really appreciate it. Well, today the show is going to be pretty eclectic because there's so many things I want to talk about. But I want to start out by saying that I had a mama cat that abandoned her babies again. And so if you hear some kittens in the background, I have two very needy kittens that think they need to be fed every two or three minutes. And every time I put them by themselves, they just yowl and yowl and yowl. And and if I keep them with me, they quiet down a little bit. But you'll likely hear some kitten noises in this show, so I apologize for that. But I have to take care of my animals. Well, I tell you, everything is just almost too crazy to even comprehend. And this show is going to end up being another show on survival. But it's going to be one with a little bit of a different angle. Because the mental psyops that are going on against you and me are so massive. 
They're so well thought out and also probably have their roots in the CIA or the military or the Mossad or possibly even the KGB or back even further, maybe even the Nazi SS. For over a hundred years, psychological warfare has been something that's been put upon the people. And I'm talking about every government and every society has been subject to all sorts of misdirection and shenanigans and things to warp the way we think. And all I can say is, is that it seems that all of the systems that have ever been developed for psychological operations are in full swing. And so if you're confused, and if you are, let's say, immobilized, not by fear so much, but you just don't know exactly what to do, and so you're stuck in neutral, if you're one of those people, which is the vast majority, and it's even me about half the time, well, that means that their psychological operation is working. And so, the survival I'm going to talk about in this show is mental survival more than anything else. Because each little instance that we see or hear about is just another part of that psychological operation. And I would imagine that there's multiple layers of different psychological operations going at the same time. By the time I get done with the show, you'll understand exactly what I'm trying to say. But I'm going to start with the fires in Maui. Now, knowing what I know about natural disasters and also man-made disasters and fires and floods and tornadoes and hurricanes and things like that, I know that strange things happen. Fire can jump over fire breaks. It can burn one house and leave another house not burned because of the conditions of the direction of the wind or the humidity that day or whether or not that person had watered their lawn earlier that morning. There's lots of things that are explainable. Just like with a tornado. There's so many things that can happen in a tornado that, that almost defy logic. I know that there have been straw stems seen stuck in power line poles after tornadoes. And I know that one car might not be touched, and the car beside it might be halfway up in a tree. Things in disaster don't go very orderly. That's why it's a disaster, because everything is just total chaos. And so I do understand that there's a natural explanation for almost everything. I say almost. I've watched a lot of video out of Maui. I've listened to Stu Peters and several others. And at first I was thinking that there wasn't anything too nefarious happen in Hawaii. It was just horrible management as far as emergency management. But those feelings faded really fast when the first facts started coming to me. And the latest thing that I have heard about and seen is the fact that there are cars with burned bodies out away from everything in green grass and nothing else is burned, just the car, just the people. I do know for a fact that the police put barricades up to keep those poor people inside that inferno. I just have these visions of Waco 
only on a larger scale. I think this was a test to see if we the people would wake up to the heinousness that these people are capable of. I think it's possibly a test to see if we the people will actually wake up and do anything about the heinous actions that are being put against we the people. As of right now, I'm thoroughly convinced that the fires in Maui were intentional, that the emergency management was horrible on purpose. There's so many things that did go wrong that shouldn't have gone wrong, and they all point to one conclusion, and that's that this was very nefarious. And the fact that they're finding burned bodies in cars that are away from the main fire. And there's no burn up to the car. There's no burn away from the car. Just the car burned. Something is going on. Stu Peters thinks it's energy weapons. He may be right. I have no explanation for why cars would catch on fire that were not near the fire. Unless they were electric vehicles and their batteries burst. Because I've seen enough electrical fires as far as electric car fires to know that I will never ride in an electric car. I'll never own one. And I would advise everyone to take this advice. If you have to take a bus, if it's an electric bus, do not board that bus. Because you have about three seconds to get out of that bus alive from when that battery explodes. And I'm going to tell you, if you're sitting in a seat in a bus, three seconds isn't enough to even stand up and start walking down the aisle, especially with a bunch of panicked people. And so that would be the only explanation of cars bursting into flames that were not near the fire. But I don't believe these were electric cars. I believe they were gasoline-powered. And it seems odd they find bodies inside the cars. Because if the car catches on fire, people instinctively open the door and run. And the emergency management said that they didn't sound the sirens because they thought people would run into the fire. Does that make any sense to you? It makes no sense to me whatsoever. And to top it all off, the response of not only the state government, but the federal government to this horrible disaster has been absolutely abysmal. Do you realize that we're going to send 50 billion or even more money to Ukraine, but yet not a penny for the survivors of that horrible fire in Hawaii? And then illegitimate Joe goes to Hawaii and makes jokes about how hot the ground is? The people who are in power worldwide are acting like the feudal lords acted back in the Dark Ages, to where if you lived on that person's property, he had the right to your money, to your wife, to your daughter, to your sons. He had the right to take everything you own. He had the right to force you to be a slave. And there was nothing anyone could do about it. And that's how we're being treated. We're being treated like we're serfs. And the governments are treating us like they're the big overlords of everything. And the callousness in which these remarks were made by illegitimate Joe, and the horrible answers to questions 
that the governor of Hawaii and other officials in Hawaii have made leads me to believe that this was a staged event, a planned event, and the entire world just witnessed a mass murder. That's my opinion. Could I be wrong? Well, of course I could be wrong. But all of the facts that, but everything that I have studied point to the fact that there's something very wrong here. It's either the most incompetent actions by every official involved, the most incompetent actions by people who are in the fire, in the flames, the most incompetent action by the first responders in the history of mankind, or else things actually went smooth and according to plan, and people were confined to their death by the authorities. I used to trust our law enforcement just 100%. But since COVID hit, and I watched all the tyranny that the cops unleashed on we the people worldwide, because they could, broke my trust in law enforcement. And to have law enforcement force these people to be bottlenecked in the only paved road out of that community, and they block it, and all these people died in agony, and the police wouldn't let people through. They said they were following orders. So does that mean the police will follow orders if they're told to go to your house and burn it down or to harm you in any way, or worse yet, kill you? We're living in such a surreal fantasy world of just satanic evil. It's hard for me to even comprehend it. It seems they're not allowing the citizens of Hawaii, the ones that are survivors of the flame, to go check what is left, or even to fly a drone over. It seems that drones owned by we the people are not allowed to fly over the fire scene. They're still keeping people out. They're keeping the news media out. Although I don't give any credence to mainstream news whatsoever. I would have to say that anyone that's involved and works for mainstream news in any way is either in on causing the problems or or they're just like minions. They're like Igor. They just take orders. And so having them on the scene wouldn't help we the people whatsoever. But the psychological operation there is to tell us there's nothing to see here. Oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist. There's nothing wrong with the police closing the road and allowing people to burn to death. There's nothing wrong with the fire department leaving before the fires were completely out. There's nothing wrong with lowering the water pressure so they couldn't fight the fire effectively. There's nothing wrong with not signing a warning siren to warn people. And I'm hearing that there are massive amounts of children who have died that have not been reported. Massive amounts. For some reason, the schools were let out that day, and these poor kids went home. They were by themselves, and the flames hit. And probably the strangest thing is I'm hearing that there are lasers that will not burn the color blue. I don't understand the science, and I'm not going to pretend to.
but I do know there are buildings that were left untouched that had blue roofs. What does that mean? It means I smell a rat, a big one. I don't know exactly what's going on here, but I know it's not good. I know it's nefarious. I know it's murderous. I know it's criminal. I know it's heinous and evil. And the more the government tries to downplay this event, the more I know that they were involved. Broadcasting from the United States of America, you are listening to The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I invite all of my listeners to go to my social media site, which is on VeteranBrigades.com. It's the only social media site that I trust, and you do not have to be a veteran to join. So go to VeteranBrigades.com, sign up, and look me up over there, and on that platform, I'm the Living Off-Grid Show, and I plan on doing lots of interactive things over there with you, my audience. So please go visit me at VeteranBrigades.com. I look back to Waco. Whatever you thought of David Koresh, that was your opinion. But the mere fact that the United States government went in and executed a whole bunch of people, women and children included, and they just said, well, we had to get rid of him because of David Koresh. He was such an evil guy. Well, what did David Koresh do? What did he do? And what did these children that were burned to death by the ATF and other law enforcement, what did they do? Why wasn't Janet Reno and any of her associates in this mass murder, why weren't they ever held to account? Why did the news media cover for this murderous action in Waco? We're seeing the same thing. We're seeing Waco all over again. Now, David Kresh may have been guilty of something he should have been arrested for, but he should have been arrested and tried in a court of law with, comp with competent attorneys and competent judges that were interested in real, fair justice. And if found guilty, David Koresh should have done his time. And the only thing that I think he was guilty of was having weapons that they said were illegal. I don't think there's an area in the United States that would put anyone to death for owning a gun. But, of course, I may be wrong. Later on, that might be the case. If we, the people, have a gun, maybe laws will be changed to where it's so illegal for us to have a gun that we can only have a gun under penalty of death. I don't know where they're heading this thing. And that's part of the psychological operation. They're wanting to get us all wondering what's going on and what's going to happen, making us all be good little zombies and obey. But I see a direct connection between Waco and these fires in Maui. They were done differently. They had different people involved. But it was the same spirit. In Waco, they burned these people to death, these innocent women and children. And also, there were innocent men in that building. 
now we have a community in Hawaii that was basically sacrificed. And possibly it was a human sacrifice of some sort. I don't know. There's that much evil in our government, and there's that much evil on this planet. But I think this massive psychological operation is aimed at making us live in fear, making us doubt ourselves, making us stay in neutral. And I know that people like me that come out and say there's something wrong with these fires in Hawaii, that we think there was a crime committed, and it looks to me like it was a crime committed by the government at this point. We have people in the United States that would say, oh, don't say that because you're going to get a knock on your door and they're going to come haul you away. What, for exercising free speech? We have rights given by God for free speech in this country. I never thought the United States would become one of those countries where people would say, you better watch what you're saying because look over your shoulder because they might come get you. That kind of sounds like the old KGB in Soviet Russia. If you people don't realize this, we have been taken over. Our country has been taken over by a coup. This is no longer the United States that we grew up in. This is no longer the United States as founded. And people on both sides of the aisle, both Democrats and Republicans, are so war-hungry, they're willing to give Ukraine anything, any amount of money, any amount of resources or ammunition or tanks, planes, you name it. But yet, there's no sympathy for the people in Hawaii. There's nothing for them. And it seems that some of the leadership in our Senate, which I think are a band of criminals, are approving actions done by Ukraine. So Ukraine is asking our Senate for approval before they do some bombings or whatever they're going to do. And our Senate is giving their approval. What's wrong with that picture? I thought Ukraine was a sovereign country. That's why everyone's so mad. You can't invade a sovereign country. But yet, is Ukraine sovereign? Or is it just a vassal state? Or is it our 51st state? Something's very wrong here, and nobody is calling that out. I know I can't be the only person that sees this. And so Ukraine does have massive significance to all of the corrupt politicians. Could it be they're involved in the money laundering? Could it be they're involved in the human trafficking that's coming out of Ukraine? Or could it simply be that Ukraine is being systematically converted over to this LBGB, QB, DB, whatever they are, and so they don't care how many Ukrainians die, just as long as they have a homeland, country that borders Russia that is basically run by homosexuals and other deviants. Whatever is going on in reality, whatever that is, because nobody really knows at this point, but whatever it is, it's pure evil. And it needs to be rooted out 
and confronted and defeated. And that's what I'm trying to do, is I'm trying to root this out and find out just exactly what is going on. Of course, I'll never know because I'm not on the inside of things. Thankfully so. But I'd still like to know what I'm up against so I can actually fight effectively against it. Which is another part of the psychological operation. They know that if they keep us all confused, that we can't mount a successful defense against what they're doing. And so, honestly, I'm to the point where I just don't trust anybody in government. From the dog catcher on up. Just don't trust any of them. We have way too many people that will follow orders that are against the law, against our Constitution. People that will follow orders that are against the Geneva Convention. People that will follow orders against just basically basic rules of humanity. People that will follow rules against decency. And you may never deal with the higher-ups in any of these organizations, but if their minions are willing to carry out their nefarious actions, then in a way you're dealing with the top if the people that are under them are following orders. Just like the police that were keeping those poor people in Hawaii inside that fire trap. And this is just speculation on my part, but I doubt if those cops even cared. They kept that road blocked while they were hearing explosions of cars and people screaming, burning to death. Oh, we're following orders. Nobody gets out. Nobody gets out. Think about that. They blocked those people in. And then they're acting like nothing happened that was wrong. Folks, we're in a lot of trouble. We are in massive amounts of trouble. I think that we're all in harm's way. I think the economy is ready to collapse. I think that our warmongers are not going to stop until Russia finally takes the bait and engages NATO one-on-one. -on -one. They want a world war. And also, they're trying to ramp up this COVID nonsense again. Already some schools are putting out mask mandates, even though masks don't work. And apparently there were a group of people that went to a movie theater that was said that they were for vaccinated people only. Apparently these people were not vaccinated. They went in and took their masks off. And so the police were called over not wearing a mask in a movie theater. So what did the police do? They sent a SWAT team, a SWAT team, to go after people watching a movie without a mask on. Don't just say, well, that's America anymore. No, don't, don't do that. That's not my America. Is that your America? To where if you go see a movie and don't have a mask on, that they're going to call the SWAT team? You do know that the police officers that make the SWAT team are the most likely to follow orders. They're also the most likely to pull a trigger. Whether the cops should have been called or not, well, that's debatable. 
but to send a SWAT team? You see where this is headed, folks? I do. Not good. They're trying to take away our cash. At the same time, they want to take away our gasoline-powered vehicles so they can control the electric grid and keep everyone at home because everyone's car will have a dead battery with no power to charge it back up. Can't you see that we're being corralled into a small area? They're corralling us. Are they corralling us so they can burn us like they burned the people in Hawaii? I don't know. I don't know the answer to any of this. I really don't. I'm, I'm just sitting here talking about what's on my mind. But I do know that something is up. I do know that something nefarious is happening. I do know that evil is reigning supreme right now. And I know that we, the people, have to prepare for this horribleness that is about to befall us. I shouldn't say about to be, it is befalling us. And when you look at the fires happening all over the world, and you see Canada is just a burnt-out cinder, and fires popping up everywhere, an illegitimate Joe coming out and saying that they have a new vaccine for this new pandemic, and it works. Like he's a doctor, like he even knows what day it is, like he even knows anything except how to lick an ice cream cone and sniff a kid. I'm going to state this again. We are in trouble. We're in really huge trouble. And people talk about it, but nobody does anything about it. So the rest of the show, I want to talk about doing what we can. And so at least we're not affected as badly as we possibly could be. But I'm telling you right now, every time you go to a store and buy anything, you're being affected by this evil that's causing the inflation, that is ruining the value of our dollar. There's an awful lot of things happening right now, and it's coming to a head. In past shows, I've compared this to a pressure cooker. Well, I'm going to use that analogy again. The pressure cooker is on the stove. It's got the right amount of water. And the burner is turned as high as it'll go. And I'm going to add here that the pressure relief valve is faulty and will not work. Because our society right now does not have a pressure relief valve. The pressure relief valve is the sanctity of our elections. And I don't know about you, but I don't trust elections. And, and I don't think very many people do trust elections. Another pressure relief valve is knowing that you can call 911 and, and have first responders show up in a timely manner and have them be professional. And police are your friend and all these people are your friends. And it's being pointed out time and time again that these people are not your friends. I'm not saying every cop is a bad one. But any cop that follows orders blindly, that's given bad orders by a horrible police chief or county sheriff or whoever it may be, well, they're just as evil as the person that issues that order if they carry it out. And unfortunately, we have way too many people who will follow orders. Any order they're given, they'll just do it. 
On the other side of the break, I will pick up where I left off. I really need to know who's listening and where you're listening from, whether it's by shortwave or podcast or on AM or FM radio. Even if you just pop me an email and say hi, I would appreciate it. And as always, I invite listeners, give me some suggestions of topics that they'd like to hear me cover. I would really appreciate that. Once again, my email address is jim at offgridliving.faith. Please visit the website, and the website is offgridliving.faith. And also, you can find links to even more information. Every one of my shows is uploaded on the website. If you enjoy the Living Off-Grid Powered Information Show, I would ask that you consider donating to the show to help cover expenses because we don't get paid here. This is all done by donations. And we do not take anything online as far as PayPal or any of that because of all the censorship. Not that they have shut us off. It's just I'm not going to give them the opportunity. So we're going to do it the old-fashioned way by mail check, money order, or if you want to put cash in a secure envelope, we would appreciate any donation, any size. Just send all your correspondence to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143. That's Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143, and your support is greatly appreciated. This next song was recorded in 1902 by the Edison Military Band. America, played by the Edison Military Band. Replace fear with faith. Replace pessimism with hope. Replace despair with determination. And don't be afraid to rely on God and step out on the sea.
There's no dinosaur media here. Welcome to the second half of the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. This is Jim Calhoun, and I appreciate you tuning in today. Now, before I get on with my topic for the day, give you just a little update about what I'm doing out here on the ranch, or what is happening to me, I guess I should say. I'm desperately trying to get harvest finished, and I'm desperately behind, and I had a rake breakdown on me, and I had to jack one end of the rake up off the ground to try to fit some parts together that had broken. And while I was working on this rake, the jack failed and came down onto my came down onto my arm just about a half inch above my wrist. And I'm glad it didn't hit my wrist or it would have broke my wrist, but I think I cracked my forearm right where the wrist joint starts. And so for the last two days I've been a one-armed hay harvester and I loaded 10 tons of hay yesterday with one arm. That arm is really sore today, so I decided I would take a little break and record this program before I go back out and be a one-armed farmer again. There's a couple things I can say about myself. One is I'm not the shiniest china in the bull closet. And second, I'm definitely tougher than a steak you would get at a food pantry. That's for sure. But I'll be okay. Eventually the swelling will go down and I'll heal up. And life goes on. That's where I'm going to pick up where I left off, is life goes on. This psychological operation is meant to totally defeat us. And when people are totally hopeless and defeated, they're so easy to control. So never allow yourself to be defeated. Never allow yourself to get mentally depressed. Each one of us has our trigger points. And when people talk about triggers, most are talking about the bad ones, the ones that make you angry or sad or what have you. But you also have good triggers. And you need to concentrate on the good triggers. The things that make you smile. The things that make you laugh. Things that make you feel at peace. Things that make you feel at peace and feel comfortable. We all have those triggers as well. And to be able to survive in this evil world, you're going to have to be able to access those triggers. And if you're living in a home with family, the family needs to openly discuss those triggers. And you need to practice triggering each other with those good, happy thoughts. It's going to take a group effort, if you're part of a group, to get us through this. Now, I'm out here by myself on the ranch, but I do interact regularly with several friends. But I do have interactions with people, and I only have interactions with people that make me feel good, the ones that I really enjoy their company. All of us have people in our life that when that person shows up, we feel we feel anxious or stressful, and maybe we don't even know why, but we just do. Well, you have to avoid those kind of people. I know it's extremely hard to do to think happy, pleasant thoughts when you know that 
things are going downhill so fast. But if we just think about how bad things are getting, then it's going to work on our mind, and it's going to take us to places we don't want to be. And I think that's the point of this psychological operation. I think they want everyone to be in a bad place. And so refuse to go to that bad place. I know that sounds very simplistic. And I know that it's a lot harder to do than to say. But we truly need to stay in a good place mentally. I'm not saying just turn a blind eye to everything and stick your head in the sand. Because that would be even worse. You have to know what's going on so you can prepare for things. But you also have to put up a mental barrier to where you will not allow the problems of the world to cross into that part of your psychology. Like I say, it's not going to be real easy to do, but if you practice doing that, it won't be too long before you master the ability to do that. Because I know this psychological operation is meant to totally demoralize us. And if you would just do nothing but listen to me and other shows like mine that point out problems, you will be demoralized. And that's not the point of my show. I have to point out the problems so we can start finding answers. And I'm going to tell you right now, the answers we seek do not come from government. The answers we seek come from two places as far as I'm concerned. Number one, Almighty God. Number two, inside each and every one of us. That is where we're going to find our answers. If we look to other people for the answers, we're not going to get the answers. We may get answers, but we won't like them. The solution to your problem lies within your ability to pray and lies within your ability to look inside yourself for the solution. So whether it's money trouble or relationship problems or what have you, the answer to the questions you have, the answer that will clear things up, is already inside of you. You have to look, you have to internalize and look into and look at you and look to yourself for the perfect answers for you. We need to become masters of that. If we can become masters of that and also build that barrier that is unpenetrable by the psychological operation, then we're going to fare a lot better than those who are totally brainwashed, the ones that have already given up, the defeated ones the zombies, we don't want to be part of that group in any way. And I'll add here that you need to only associate with like-minded people. Don't associate with people that are negative. Don't associate with people who are combative or who make you sad or make you mad. Really pay attention to the company you keep. And if your family is totally brainwashed and you're the only one that's awake in your whole family and they treat you horribly because they think you're a conspiracy theorist or what have you, that's really hard to deal with. 
but deal with it you must, and do it in a way that's the least harmful to you. If that means just telling your family that you're going to cut off communication, that's what it means. We all have some really hard decisions to make. And I said this a couple months ago. We need to circle the wagons. And right now, your wagons should be circled. Because if they're not circled by now, you're in massive trouble. But we need to circle the wagons. Financially, I think that we're heading for a heck of a collapse. As a matter of fact, this is my opinion. And I'm not an economist, so I don't know what I'm talking about. I will say that right up front. But I have a feeling. And I do. And, and it's a strong feeling. And so I want to share it with you. I have a feeling that when the collapse comes, I have a feeling the only reason we haven't collapsed economically is because of artificial, I'm going to call them pillars, put underneath the economy to prop it up. I think we have an awful lot of artificial pillars. Now what do I mean by artificial pillars? Ones that won't stand any true weight. Ones that might keep it teetering, keep it from toppling until one of these artificial pillars break and then the rest of them won't have any strength at all and they'll all break at the same time. And in the great crash of 1929, we had a lot of people get hurt financially. We had a horrible depression. But you could still navigate through the system. The system didn't radically change because of the Great Depression. My feeling is, is that the collapse that's coming is going to be so great that it's not only going to take down our economy, it's going to take down the system in which we have been using money and how our economy is built. In other words, I think this is going to be a lot more brutal than 1929. Many times more brutal. That's just my feeling. And the mere fact they're trying to take away our cash lets you know they want to control everything that we own and where we spend our money, and they want to know everything about us. And they want to know about us not for our own good, but so they can use it against us. That's exactly what they're after. I've used the corral analogy several times, and that's what they're doing. They're corralling us. For what, I don't know, but that's what they're doing. I know the vast majority of people's finances are totally a wreck. And I'm seeing so many more old, ratty cars going up and down the road. And I drive old, ratty cars myself, so I'm not, so I'm not cutting anyone down because that's what they can afford, because that's what I can afford. But I'm seeing cars that happen to have a broken window that instead of fixing the window, they're just putting clear plastic over the window. I'm seeing cars that have broken taillights. That they just get some tape. They just get some red tape and tape over it. People are not repairing what they're breaking in their cars. I'm noticing that more and more all the time. I see people with broken rearview mirrors. People that have collision damage that the car probably shouldn't be on the road, but it yet, but yet it is. It lets me know that a lot of people's finances are not doing well at all. 
And I do think they're trying to usher in a new economy. You know, they have to break it down before they can build it back better. Well, you need to start working on your new economy. And what do I mean by that? You need to find people that you can barter with. You need to find people that like to trade. You also need to deal with small businesses that rely on their cash customer. Because they know that when cash goes away, their business will go away. And that's another reason they want cashless societies. They want to get rid of all of our small businesses. Ultimately, we're going to have to change our voting system. Change it back to paper ballots and verified identification. Make sure they're legal to vote. And have people that count the votes that are impartial, that actually are fair and honest. That's a tall order, I would imagine, but it can be done. But as long as these evil people can steal votes and and illegally retain office or gain office, and then engage in tyranny while they're in office, as long as we allow this to happen, it's going to happen. And unfortunately, there's not enough people that want to see it change back to a sane, rational system, because we have so many people who are brainwashed. There are people that actually think Joe Biden's the best president we've ever had. And to that, I have to say, you talk about delusional. Wow. You need to do everything in your power to strengthen your mind, to strengthen your willpower, to increase your happiness and your contentment. We're going to have to work pretty hard mentally just to stay sane with all these psychological operations. And I do believe talking to like-minded people, just so you can vent, I think that is really important. And the last thing I'm going to say about this topic, as far as survival, is you have to realize that you're not alone. You're not the only one out there thinking things are crazy. You're not the only one that's questioning all these events, such as the fires in Hawaii and other events that are happening. You're not the only one questioning all the billions upon billions of dollars going to Ukraine and all of the warmongers. You're not alone in being financially strapped. You're not alone with being attacked by not only a federal and state government, but also also possibly your own local government. And what I mean by attacked is have your services cut or your taxes or your property taxes raised and all sorts of things that can happen to you that the local government can do to you. I know my property taxes are through the roof and rising. You're not alone in your feeling of despair. You're not alone in your feeling of concern and possibly even despair. You're not alone. There are millions of us that feel the same way, and I know that because of this radio show. We're not alone. And so if you're with a group of people that think that you're just a conspiracy theorist, you're just a nut, and they try to belittle you, know that there are millions of you out there. There are Know that there are millions that think exactly like you do out in this country right now. They're afraid to come out. They're afraid to say it. 
because they don't want to be ostracized. They don't want to be put on a list. They don't want to have a visit by the CIA or FBI or whoever is knocking on doors, the men in black. And I would have to say that isolation is a major part of each and every one of these psychological operations. So that's where we need to start fighting it, is, is actually knowing that we're not alone, that we're not isolated. And the more they try to isolate us, the more we need to understand that there are more people waking up. We need to understand the more they try to isolate, the more they try to control us. They may be getting a deeper control over some, but I think it's waking more people up to the fact that something is very wrong. And so to sum it up, if you're gearing for survival and you have all the blankets and food and water and medicine and emergency cash and you just have everything all ready to go, but mentally they're working you over real hard, then you're, then you're still not prepared to survive as well as you could. So I think it's time for all of us to work on our mental, so I think it's time for all of us to consider my words today and really work on defeating this psychological operation. It has to be a personal thing. We can't do it as a group. We have to do it one person at a time. And I really hope that the right people heard this show today because we need to have each and every one of you who are wide awake we need you in this fight. We need you. We don't need you depressed. We don't need you defeatist. We need you to be sharp, on the ball, willing and ready to do what it takes to save our republic. To do what it takes to survive these evil times. And I don't like to bring you my programs in a spirit of fear, but a spirit of hope. We do have hope. And I say this quite often, and I'll say it again. There will come a time when evil will be totally eradicated off the face of this earth, and there will be a new heaven and a new earth. We're promised that in the Bible, and I believe it. So in the long run, evil is vanquished. In the long run, God wins, and the children of God win. And through prayer, we have access to our Creator. And we have a loving Savior that took the weight of all of our sins on His back, and He died for us. And so ultimately, if we're playing a game of cards, true believers, true children of God, have all the aces in the deck. So we should never, ever forget that. And no matter what, know that God does love his children. And I really do hope that you got something from this show today. And also, I want to mention the Geesey fundraiser again. They're the couple from Washington State that lost everything in a horrible fire. I want to thank those who have donated. I would like to thank those who have donated. And I'm going to give you my address here in a second. And if you want to donate to the Geeseys, please put on your check, money order, or your cash that is for the fundraiser. And that way the money will go to the right place. 
And also, I've been talking to other broadcasters that broadcast on shortwave, and donations are down across the board. That's simply because the economy is bad, and a lot of people are hurting. So I want to say two things about that. Number one, I buy the airtime. I buy the airtime to air these programs, and it's not cheap to do. And the show comes to you through the generosity of the listeners. Because without the listeners, it would be almost impossible for me to keep the show on the air. So if you could send a dollar, ten dollars, fifty dollars, whatever you can send, I would sure appreciate it. But the second thing I want to say is that even if I don't get donations, I will do what it takes to keep this show on the air. So I'm not out here saying that either you send me money or else. Either you send me money or I'm going to go away. Because I don't want to use that tactic. I want each person that donates to this show to really feel, to really feel a part of this show. And I have enough loyal listeners that, that really don't want this show to go away. And so know that I am willing to do what it takes to keep this show on the air. And so as a listener, I would ask that you do what it takes to at least chip in a little bit. Chip in what you can. I would, I would really appreciate it. I take checks, money orders, or cash. You would write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media. You would mail to Thunderbolt West Media. P.O. Box 163. P.O. Box 163. Hershey, Nebraska. Hershey, Nebraska. And the zip code is 69143. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening today. I appreciate it. And until next time, everyone. Stay strong. Stay hopeful and positive. Keep your powder dry. And always remember, replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. The song Step Out on the Sea is performed by Brit Small and Festival. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.